Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of Breathe Easy, the podcast, a dope community of individuals who may not know what the future holds, but are stoked on the possibilities and just trying to breathe easy along the way. Another week, another episode. So let's just go ahead and address the elephant in the room. Last month, I completely forgot about this podcast. And it's not that I forgot about this podcast, but on the second Tuesday of the month, I was in the heat of finals. And so it just wasn't on my priority list because I needed to make sure that I was finishing the semester strong. And then I told y'all that I was going to release an episode that Saturday, but I don't even know why I said that because the way finals week is set up is I be so tired at the end of it that I'm not editing a podcast, recording a podcast is not something that I'm able to do. And then the next thing I know, the fourth Tuesday of the month passed and here we are. So I am sorry. Can't say that it won't happen again because y'all know I said last last season that it wasn't going to happen again and it ended up happening again at some point during the season. But to make up for missing last month's two episodes, I will this month record two additional episodes. And so for the month of May, we will have four episodes for all of the four Tuesdays. Speaking of May, it is officially May 2nd, which means new month, new goals. And I found this quote that says, dream big and stay humble, work hard and take breaks, be kind, but have boundaries, challenge yourself, but know your limits, care for others, and also yourself. A new month is the perfect opportunity to start a new mindset, have a new focus, set new intentions, and hit new goals. And so for me this month, my goal is to not just talk about it, but also be about it. The fact of the matter is that I've been going to therapy for February, March, April, May, four more four months at this point, right? I have all of the tools to live my best life. I am equipped to do all of the things. And in some areas of my life, I'm very much utilizing those tools. But in other areas of my life, I'm kind of just like sitting with the tools in my hand. And so this month, my goal is to not just talk about the things, but also do the things. Anyways, that is all I have for now. Let's just hop into today's episode. Hey, sister. Hey. How are you? I'm doing pretty good. How are you doing? I'm doing well. April was pretty good to me. So good that apparently I forgot about this podcast. At one point, it made me forget that I was in school a little bit, Um, but we're back. Hey, welcome back to reality, girl. (laughs) Not the best place to be, but you know. (laughs) Yeah, I saw this uh, quote on Instagram and it was like, let me take that back. It wasn't a quote. It was an audio that it's like I might use one day. And the person was like, stop recording. And she was like, "Um, I need to record because I'm a tourist. And the person was like, no, you're not a tourist. You're a traveler. And then the girl was like, well, what's the difference? And then the guy that was speaking was like, a tourist travels to escape life and a traveler 
travels to experience it. Mm. So do you feel like you're a tourist or do you feel like you're a traveler? Child, both. I'm a touristy traveler. <laughs> both of them. <laughs> same. 100% same. <laughs> As everybody knows, earlier this year, I decided to get back into therapy. And in therapy, you know, you talk about all of your emotions. And so that's basically what I've been doing for quite some time now. And emotions, they kind of get a bad rep, right? Um, I feel like if somebody says that you are an emotional person, then that's an insult. But at the same time, when we're babies, if you cry, then it's like, okay, what can we do to fix it? Right. But for some reason, once we learn how to talk, suddenly our emotions, they're supposed to, quote unquote, not matter as much, which is weird. Very weird and unfortunate because like your example with the baby, when babies are hungry, they cry. That emotion is recognized and people feed that baby. Okay. However, my big age, if I'm hungry and I tell somebody I'm hungry and I'm hangry, that feeling is just not recognized. It's like labeled childish. But guess what? If you would have fed me an hour and a half ago when I told you I was getting hungry, we wouldn't be here. But I agree with you on that. And I think that it's it's almost like one of those, I want to say, circle moments with emotions. It's like when you're a baby, you have these emotions. And then when you get to toddler stage, people teach you how to regulate them. And then when you become like young adult, the emotions change because you hit puberty and then you have to re-understand them and maybe retell yourself because maybe your parents helped you regulate them incorrectly. <laughs> you go through puberty, then you get to college, things happen, and then you're intellectualizing your emotions or you're supposed to be doing that. Most of us don't. but And then when you get older, you're supposed to be intellectualizing them and feeling them at the same time. So they're asking for a lot with emotions, but yeah, they're a big deal. Yeah, that is a lot to ask. Um, Like feeling our emotions are important because they help kind of guide what we do next. Like what you were saying, if you are feeling emotions because you're hungry, then the what to do next will be to eat some food, right? But to what you were saying to the point of like people are asking for a for a lot when it comes to emotion. Intense emotions are also a lot. But also at the end of the day, if you're emotionless, like let's say that you know, you take everything to the extreme of like all of this is too much and so I'm just not going to have emotions at all. And if you take emotions completely out of the equation, then it's like life has no purpose. So it's like, shoot, okay, these emotions suddenly carry a lot more weight than we think that they carry, right? And so not only is it important to feel your emotions, but it's also important to understand why you're feeling those emotions so that you can do something with those emotions. So for me, Um, When I started therapy, when I started therapy, this most recent go round, so I've done therapy twice. This is my second time. When I started it this most recent time, I found out that I have adjustment disorder, right? So like I told y'all, I had been in this funk from October to about like, what, a week before we started this season. And then I started therapy. And in therapy, I was telling her how I was feeling. And my therapist was like, have adjustment disorder. And for some reason, I immediately called my sister after that therapy session. And I was like, 
I feel so much better. Like instantly, just because I know why I'm feeling how I'm feeling, I feel so much better. And you said something to me and you probably don't remember it. Do you remember it? I don't remember I figured half you did the things it. I say to you, but you be you be putting them <laughs> things in treasure boxes, girl. Baby, I do. Because the thing is, I'm going to have to pull from it at some point. And so I just keep it in a box, keep it tucked away <laughs> so that when I need to pull from it, I can. Mm-hmm. Let me just say this. 90%, maybe not 90%, 80% of all the advice I have ever given in my life, probably more than likely came from Victoria giving it to me at some point in time. So please know, like some people just think, oh my goodness, Katie, you were so wise for your age. Actually, somebody four years older than me told me this. And that's why I'm saying it now. Hysterical. Um, so, <laughs> so basically what you had said was something along the lines of like with understanding means something. And you basically said when you understand how you feel, you can do something with it. But until you understand how you feel, you can't do anything with it. And so immediately when my therapist told me that you have a adjustment disorder. I said, well, all I got to do is adjust. Adjust is easy. Adjusting is easy. We can do that. And I immediately put together a plan for how to adjust. And it's been working. It's been working so far. For those of you that don't know, adjustment disorder basically means that life, aka school, can be so stressful that it causes anxiety in your life. And that's basically the season that I'm going through right now. <laughs> As a person that has a few degrees, school will take you up and through there every single time, every single time. And I'm not just saying this. I'm not saying like, if you don't go to school, you're not going to go through something. But let me tell you something. School will take you through the things you don't even want to go through. But yes, I also think too, Katie shared a little bit about her and her emotions. So on my side of things, me figuring out my emotions has also been tied into me figuring out who I am. Um, and I'm not about to take y'all through the whole 29 years, but um I started going to therapy in undergrad. And let me tell you something. Them 10 years from 20 to, well, it hadn't even been 10 years yet. Well, from 20 to today has been, you know, a journey. And, you know, for those of you that do go to therapy, once they fix the thing that you came in, or once they helped you realize the thing you came in to realize, they try to send you out. Well, my particular therapist, I think she ended up like getting pregnant and then I moved and had to get another therapist. So I've now had two therapists at this point, well, three, maybe four, but two really impactful ones. Let me say that. And the thing about your emotions is right when you think you figured them out, they turn on you. And I mean, turn on you hard. I recently made this post about my last, my last real relationship was in, ended in 2018. And it took me five years to be able to date again. Now, I'm not saying that in five years, I didn't flirt a little bit because y'all know I did. But I'm just saying, like, I didn't take nobody's son seriously for five years. And I got back out there and I thought, like, yeah, I went through therapy twice. I'm good to go. Wrong. Because while I had all the tools and I was doing all this healing and doing all this self-realization and all this stuff, I also didn't have anyone to practice it with. 
So all the things that I was trying to work through in my last relationship and just relationships in general, like my friendships too, I, I know that I could be better at communicating how I'm feeling. Um, so it's not just with love interests, but I get it. You get into one and you realize like, dang, even if I explain to this person how I'm feeling, why I feel that way, they a, don't have to be receptive, don't have to make any changes to their personality and they don't have to accommodate me whatsoever. And to me, while my first therapist, while Sarah told me she's my, she was my therapist, she told me this, she was like, Victoria, you got to just say what you have to say. And then your, your next step can't be based off of their reaction. You have to say what you have to say for yourself and yourself only. And when you're comfortable with that, then, you know, you, you're doing some work, but back to my point, not to go in a circle, understanding your emotions, like Katie said, and being able to communicate them to others. It's one thing, but also practicing that, um, continuously so that when you do get find new friends or make new friends or you're in new relationships, you know how to pivot. Like I can explain to you up and down, like, well, on this week, this is how I'm going to feel because this is what my brain's been doing all week and I didn't have a good week. So on Saturday, I'm going to want to just sit in the bed. Don't take nothing. You know, don't try to fix it. Like this is just who I am. But like, you have to kind of figure out a way to how to regulate your own emotions in someone else's space too. And I think that's important. So I think emotions are just like seasons. They come and they go, they change. Right now, I'll be feeling like my emotions are doing this climate change or what's it called? Is it? climate change that's making things worse? Climate change, global warming, one, one of them. Uh, my emotions are in global warming right now because I really thought I was good. <laughs> the five years, piece of clean. added a new person into the equation and it just did not flow like I wanted it to flow and I was a little upset about that. But you, but you know, that's just one of those things that I've just learned about my emotions. Like if I don't have anyone to practice, practice healthy arguing with, practice expressing my needs and figuring out a way to work you know, work things out, then it's just, you know, that healing piece, it all has to come together. Mm. I really like how you said that. I have this really bad habit of kind of oversimplifying things, right? So if I give you the equation of feel your emotions, understand the root of why you're feeling that way, and then get to the solution, it makes it seem like one plus one plus one always equals three. But Sometimes emotions are one times one times one. And baby, that's one again. You know what I mean? And so if you're, if I hand you this equation and you're thinking you see the pluses, but sometimes it's a multiplication, you know, you're getting three when you're supposed to be getting one. So yes, like you were saying, emotions like people, like life have its ebbs and flows. Um, and through life, as we go through life, as we go through our emotions, the important part is for us to always leave room and give ourselves grace to evolve with our emotions, to just enjoy the journey of feeling those emotions and processing those emotions. Sometimes we have in highs, sometimes we have in lows, sometimes we just don't even know, but um, still giving yourself the space and the grace to figure it out is just as important as feeling those emotions. So thank you. Thank you for that. But then also to your point of having your emotions 
plus a plus one, you know, whether that is a romantic relationship or a platonic relationship or anything in the in-between. It's important that one thing that we said in the last recording, y'all, this is like our second or third recording because we were having some technical difficulties. The devil, he was like, we're not getting this episode out, but we fought back. (laughs) Um, Something that was said in a previous recording was that it's important to say that your feelings are valid. So how about you say something about that? Because you had said something good and I don't want to take it out your mouth. So say that. Yeah. So your feelings being valid is a big deal because it's in your brain. It's how you feel. No one can take that away from you. It's kind of like knowledge. You know, your brain knows that something is off. So however you're feeling is valid. And my sister, whenever I'm like sending her these books of things going on in my life, like how to navigate them and just talking through everything. And even my friend, I got two close homeboys that I spill my guts to. And the first thing they asked me after I send the book is like, have you eaten? Anyways, um, <laughs> so Katie will always say like, your feelings are valid, maybe a little bit misplaced, but they're definitely valid. And when she made the statement about them being misplaced, it's like you're, I don't take that out of context, context, because I know what she means, because like we were talking about emotions changing. I, um, as a person who has PTSD, triggers come from every witch and angle and sometimes and I don't know them all I don't have them written down in a book I know the ones that I know because I felt them already um but so when she says misplaced it's like you know what let me check let me look at my diary let me come to Victoria let's have a chat in the mirror and like just see like checking with myself and see what's been going on because yes I do feel this way however there might be an underlying cause for me feeling this way and I'm, I'm mad at person a when it's really more of an internal thing than I'm going through myself. Um, and so I think that it's just really important to know that your emotions and your feelings are very, are valid because they're always valid. It's your brain. But just maybe like check the source of them sometimes. And, and maybe, and that's just one thing that I do for myself because I, I know sometimes I can just be like, my, my face just doesn't want to portray happiness, but I really be happy y'all. I just don't be feeling like smiling and people that are close to me know that (laughs) they know that. Yeah. Valid, but misplaced. So keep that in your back pocket. Next time you want to yell at your spouse or you're annoyed with one of your friends. Think about the root of the problem. You said that your feelings are valid, but sometimes you need to check the source of the feelings. And that makes me think of how sometimes sorting out your emotions come with the side effects of being extremely uncomfortable. Having extremely uncomfortable conversations with yourself and having extremely uncomfortable conversations with other people. So that would mean that the reverse of that not accepting your feelings lead you to being extremely comfortable. Even though comfortableness is an amazing feeling, no growth happens there. And so just like when we said sometimes emotions can be so intense that you're too emotional and it's like one extreme, On the other side, if you completely take out emotions, then you're bland, you have no purpose, it's the other extreme, then 
if you are getting really dirty and truly understanding your emotions, you're really uncomfortable. But if you're not addressing your emotion, comfortable. And there is a verse because, you know, you be half this. I believe that everything ties back to two things, <laughs> God and slavery. Okay. <laughs> everything ties back to those two things. Today, we're talking about God. And the verse is Luke 9.58. And it says, staying in your comfort zone may feel may feel good but it leads to mediocrity don't nobody want to be mediocre okay so do the thing that's hard do the thing that puts you outside of your comfort zone so that you can live your best life we only have one life to live and so you might as well live it to the fullest Maybe the and fullest. that means in 2023 we are doing all the things to live our life to the fullest. Right. And sometimes that means addressing your emotions. Yep. And I, I want to do a shameless Hulu plug here. If you have free time, mm-hmm. there's a show on Hulu called Unprisoned. And it's essentially, it's essentially, it's a story about this daughter. Her father has been in prison, in our prison, and he's finally getting out of jail. She's went and got herself a profession. Oh, wait, hold on. Girl, I've been watching that show and you ain't even tell me about it. Not we. That's sister's <laughs> telepathy. Anyways, finish. Finish but that. I this is a good show, so after, watch it for real. After y'all listen to this episode, go watch that show. Because I love Carrie Washington, Olivia Pope. I love her so much. She did Little Fires Everywhere, which was perfect in the pandemic. It opened up a lot of conversations. And maybe like one day, Katie, let me just do a Breathe Easy podcast takeover and discuss that book. But anyways... <clears throat> the show was about her adding her dad back to her life and addressing relationship problems that she has and all these things. And the the cool thing about the show is she has a, a child version of her that's expressing emotions for her. And I think that that is extremely important to this conversation because a lot of the feelings that we feel as adults is just the little person in us, especially when, like Katie was saying, your emotions are extreme or low because we've all seen those kids in Winn-Dixie, Puppets Walmart laying out on the floor. So as an adult, we actually like can't do that. <laughs> we sent off. So we just have super highs and super lows. And that's just really the child in you. Like, all right, girl, adult you is not doing enough for me. So I'm going to take over this brain. If you ever seen Inside Out, that's another emotion show of mine. But Unprisoned does a really good job of explaining how when you think you're healed and you think you know everything, Katie and I are both healthcare professionals, if you all didn't know. And we'd have to, and both of our, our jobs require us to be emotionally available for our patients. 24-7. Kind of like in the in the show as well, because she's like a psychologist, right? But you know, patients dump on you. And um, you know, Katie and I are walking into the season of our lives where we're going to have to do a lot of work on ourselves mentally to be able to give our best versions of ourselves to our patients. Because I mean the work that Katie's gonna be doing is essentially <laughs> mental health. <laughs> She's going to be like a mental health professional. She might as well go ahead and get a degree in psychology while she at it, because she probably going to need it. Um, <laughs> but yeah, like, yeah. y'all go watch that show, Unprisoned. 
Carrie Washington is great. She doesn't do that little mouth thing she does. But it's a great show. And I think that it also points a lot to dealing with the inner child and kind of working on those issues as an adult. And watch Inside Out. Because that show is just the bomb. Pixar did the did the thing on that one. So those are two pieces of homework for you to do. You know, we only te- we only drop episodes twice a month this uh this season. And so that means that you got plenty of downtime. And so during that downtime, if you find a Tuesday afternoon where you've watched all the episodes um, of this season and last season and you want to do something else, watch those two shows. <laughs> but anyways, to wrap everything up, I always have to tie everything back to breathing easy and feeling secure in who you are. So Victoria... If there was any piece of advice that you could give either a younger version of yourself or somebody that's looking to be where you are today that would help either breathe just a little bit easier, what would it be? Okay, so to breathe easy, your challenge for the next two weeks is I don't really know the actual sentence or the phrase, but I believe it's like in address it in 24 or leave it in 48 and what that means is either address the problem immediately or within you have 24 hours to let someone know how you're feeling. Coworker, whatever it had be, HR, your husband, your boyfriend, your girlfriend, your partner, let them know how you feel. And if you don't do it in those 24 hours, let it go. It obviously wasn't that big of a deal to you because after 24 hours over, you didn't want to do anything about it. And so that's a practice that I picked up around the age of 23. And it has really helped me breathe easy. And it just takes a load off your shoulders. Like this world is crazy. People are crazy. So address it in 24 or leave it in 48. Mm, Great piece of advice. I took that a step farther. And I say, if you know better, you do better. And so if you don't let people know how whatever made you feel, then you're not giving them a chance to do better, which means that you can't expect better for them. And so address it in 24 or leave it in 48, because if you know better, you do better. And if you're not giving somebody a chance to know better, then baby, you can't expect them to do better. Until next week, stay rare, stay you, breathe easy, be easy. Peace.